0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive.
1: It is Friday, July 9th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw, Heart Center. It is made pure. Coming up today on the program, Tony Kemper, my guest, the head coach of the Marshall Women's Basketball team been trying to get him on for a couple of days. He's been pretty active as he's had the ability to go out and actually recruit, get out of Huntington, make those trips. So he has been on the road. We're going to catch up with him here later on in the program. Also, in-person interviews happening this week at Marshall, and I had a chance to sit down with Cody Cumberlander, and we're going to hear that a little bit later on the program. We talked about several things from – the name, image, and likeness. He's even talked about maybe getting into a band with Will Ulmer. We'll talk about what closing the gap means to him. All of that's coming up later on. And your phone calls, as mentioned, at 877 420 Talk, 877 420 8255. We've got social media for you at Paul Swan. You can also find us on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. Looking forward to catching up with you there. Baseball action coming up tonight right here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM 930. Pittsburgh taking on the Mets. We go on the air 645. Looking forward to that. And then we have got, of course, a big one if you're following soccer coming up tonight on Bally Sports Ohio. FC Cincinnati versus the Columbus crew. It's going to be 730 tonight. Is that big in Ohio? Has that become big yet? The battle between Cincinnati and Columbus and Major League Soccer. I mean, really, the only other sport you can compare two major cities in Ohio getting after each other, you look at baseball, and of course that's interleague, and then you have in the NFL Bengals and the Browns divisional rivals. So you have that. I would say maybe the football game's bigger than the baseball series. So where does FC Cincinnati and the Columbus crew rank? Or is it still too young of a series? I know one thing, there's a passionate fan base for both the crew and FC Cincinnati. I'm interested in seeing what this one looks like. So that's what's happening tonight. And again, that's going to be on Bally Sports Ohio. Last night in the NBA, the Suns beat the Bucks 118 to 108. In Game 2 of the NBA Finals, Phoenix now leads the series two games to none. It's heading back to Milwaukee. You remember when I said the Bucs in six? Well, if you win four straight in your Milwaukee, you will beat the Bucs and I mean, you'll win. You will beat the Suns in six. Not going to happen, probably. Phoenix looking too good in this one. And, of course, we saw what the TV ratings were down from 2019 for Game 1, up compared to the bubble of last year. We won't get the ratings until Monday is what's being reported. Still, it looks like ratings are down compared from 2019's Game 2. Are we just not back yet, or is it the matchup itself between Milwaukee and Phoenix maybe not attracting that casual viewership that you usually get if it's a name opponent like the Lakers and a LeBron James? I'm kind of curious what that's going to look like when the numbers come out on Monday. Also, Coach Huff tweeting earlier, the herd getting bigger again. He loves doing that. His 2022 class, I think right now he's he's got – 500 people committed. I, I don't know. I've lost count. But another addition to the 2022 class today, a three-star running back and Isaiah Gordon, going to be playing running back from the Thundering Herd. He's from Mainland High School in Florida. So you've got a, a young man who's a three-star recruit. He's going to play, according to a couple of reports, including Tom over at Herd 247, going to be playing running back for the Thundering Herd. Kobe Cumberlander, he's going to be our interview when we come back here in the next few minutes. Looking forward to sharing that with you. He's one of my favorite interviews. Most of these guys I love talking to, but Kobe comes in with just a, a built-up energy that he's looking to charge, discharge somewhere. I mean, he's got so much of it, he's looking to share it and give it away. And that was fun talking to him hadn't had a chance really to do in-person interviews. There's just a different energy. When you're doing a video conference, it's convenient in one way. It really is because it's right there. It's done. You don't have to go too far. You just get on your computer. On the other hand, you kind of miss sometimes that energy you get from being in person and just talking to somebody. And not necessarily being in a, a group situation, even though the interviews were in a group situation. You know, sometimes you can just talk to a guy one-on-one, get his thoughts, get his feelings on things, and, and really go some places that you normally wouldn't do on a Zoom call. Because after all, it's kind of awkward, the teleconference still. I mean, it's a great tool, and remote working has been beneficial for so many, but just fun to to actually get back in person with somebody. So we're going to hear from Kobe Cumberlander here in the next few minutes. Later on, Tony Kemper, the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball. I'm sorry. Ari will kill me for that. Tony Kemper, the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. So we have got all of that coming up. We will get into it. Plus, get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877 420 That's coming up on the latter half of the show social media at Paul Swan, or on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. Kobe Cumberlander, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: We're getting you set for Friday. It is July 9th. It also means one thing. We're getting closer to football season. Welcome back to the drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And one sign that it is getting closer to actual football season is in person player interviews. And that's what I had a chance to do when I caught up with Kobe Cumberlander. As I told you earlier, full of energy. He is someone that you have fun with just by talking to. You know he's in a good mood. You know that he's enjoying life right now, but he's also bringing the energy, loving the grind. and We're going to talk to him about that during, I thought, which was a fun, I spent like maybe eight, ten minutes with him here. Usually you try to do these things in four or five because we got so many players and you're trying to get to everybody. And I spent maybe about eight to ten minutes with him, talking to him, just kind of getting a feel for how he was coming along during this transition period. And he was so energetic. The first thing that came to mind when I was talking to him was just, how does it feel? You finally – you're usually probably the high-energy guy in the room. Now you're finally in a situation where the head coach probably matches your energy – How's it feel to be able to have someone like that who can meet you energy-wise?
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, my Coach Hovey's he's a younger coach, obviously. Um, and, and, and with a younger coach like him and, and the energy that he brings, the spark, uh, it, it really does relate well with the players, especially us as uh, younger players. Um, and, and, and that's where I think we're going to have the most success because we're going to buy into what he's basically preaching, and that's closing the gap.
1: Closing the gap. That's what Coach Huff talks about. Every time you hear him speak, he talks about wanting to close the gap. So I asked Kobe, when you hear Coach Huff say that, what does it mean to you?
0: Basically finishing, you know – leave no doubt because last year I mean we went 7 and 0 the first 7 games and then we fell short especially you know the conference Championship that was a, that was a really big one that hurt for sure to bring back something that hasn't been here in, in quite some time uh, so closing the gap definitely is a is a big message to everybody on the team to just finish finish the job that's all it is especially for guys like Will Ulmer and Alex Melton and them that this is their last year you know they've been here since 2016 uh, you know why not send them out on a good 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 note um and that's, to me, that's the most important thing overall.
1: Sound familiar what closing the gap means? Alex Millet talked about closing the gap yesterday. Here's what he said. Um, it's taking that next step. It's, uh, you know, I've been here for six years. Uh, four
2: of the years, I'd say every year I've been here, really, five years going on six, we've had a team that could win a championship, and we've fallen short. And honestly, it's, uh, it's frustrating, it's tough, and when he says close the gap, we're like, yeah, you know, it's the little things that we need to clean up in order for us to get where we want to go. We want to be a great team, and that's why he talks about closing the gap every single day. Another saying that kind of goes along with it is how you're going to finish, because how you're going to finish? It's all about, you know, you could you could go into a game have a crappy first, second, third quarter, but if you fight your butt off the fourth quarter, you're going to have a chance to win the game, you know, and. I think closing the gap is making sure that for, for for a full game, you're going to be locked in and you're going to be a, a paying attention to details and you're going to make sure that you can do everything in your power to win.
1: So it doesn't seem like it's just a coach's saying. These guys have bought in. Alex Millette has bought in. Kobe Cumberlander has bought into what closing the gap means. But I was a little curious. A coach can say, hey, we're going to close the gap. And that's great. Coach speak is a wonderful language. It's used to motivate players, put them in a direction, but you got to buy into it. So I wanted to know what the buy-in was for Kobe. What did he see to make him want to buy into what Coach is saying about closing the gap?
0: I'm going to tell you this. uh, When spring ball happened, and, and just to see the whole change in scheme and what we've been doing at practice, that's how I knew we got a shot. We got a shot, especially, you know, being out here in the summer. Uh, like I said, I've been up since five this morning and um, everybody is, is pretty tired. But, you know, it's, it's worth it, though. You, you got to work when you're tired, man. And those, those are the, what separates the, the winners from the losers. You know what I'm saying? You know, the ones that remain humble and, and are hungry, that's that's what wins championships. And and but, but what we've been doing during the summer, grinding, you know, lifting weights and, and going out here on this field and, and conditioning, that's how you know you're going to get one step closer to that one goal. And that's the championship. That's all we want. And that's what we're going to take this year in 2021 with 100% capacity of this stadium that hasn't been here in the past, like, what, two years?
1: He's excited. He wants 100%. You heard him. 100% capacity at Joan C. Edwards Stadium. So has the grind been fun? He thinks so.
0: It's – trust me, it's hard to wake up at 5 in the morning and be out here by 6. It's hard. I get that. But – when you don't bring the energy, you don't bring the juice, and that's what BA preaches all the time. You got to bring the juice in order for you to actually like do a workout. You can't come in lazy because that workout is gonna kick your butt. You know what I'm saying? Like never let a workout kick your butt ever. So when you come with the great mindset and the great attitude, every workout is. I'm not gonna say it's easy. It's not. It's not easy at all. But it's. It's not overbearing. You can get through it because your your mindset is what matters. If you carry a positive mindset, positive things happen.
1: We're hearing comments from Kobe Cumberlander. I had a chance to catch up with him as Marshall has permitted in person interviews. And I wanted to know from Kobe when he's out there grinding with the guys, when he's working out with his teammates, he's looking to his right, he's looking to his left, and he's seeing how other guys are performing and reacting. I wanted to know from him of all his teammates. Whom has he been most impressed with this offseason? season?
0: Oh man, uh, there's 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 quite a few. Uh, I'm 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 pretty excited for for uh, Eli Austin, uh, D lineman um, from Virginia from the seven five. Uh, kind of pretty much just took him under my wing uh, two years ago. Um, he he's somebody that that has a lot of athleticism that I feel like he's going to make a pretty pretty solid impact. Pretty solid impact. And um another person I think that has a, a pretty good shot is uh is Owen Porter too. That that's my boy right there. I call him the cowboy. He's a, obviously a native here uh to West Virginia. Uh, very, very talented player. He plays with an attitude about him. Like when I tell you an attitude, straight attitude, because obviously he's a wrestler too. He was a phenomenal wrestler. So um yeah, those two right there are somebody are those two people that I'm I'm really hoping for the biggest impact because I know they got the chance to. I really do.
1: Okay. I have a pretty good idea why Kobe calls him the cowboy. But I wanted to know in his own words, why do you call Owen Porter the cowboy?
0: Cowboy, uh, I mean, he, he walks around with the – sometimes he walks around with the cowboy hat on, and he walks around with his cowboy boots, and I'm like, you know what? You know, somebody from being down south, and I'm from Georgia, uh, I, I just like the style. It's, it's it's It sticks out to me a lot. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start calling you the cowboy. And, he you know, he has this country accent, so I'm like, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot.
1: He likes the country accent. There's another guy that you could possibly call the cowboy, and when I brought him up, Kobe seemed to agree with me. Will Omer, if you call a guy a cowboy, and you point at Will Omer, you're gonna go, yeah, that that guy could be cowboy. And here's what Kobe had to say about that.
0: There's so much I can say, man. That that's my that's my guy right there. Like. Great dude, great dude. I never would have thought I would ever meet somebody from Kentucky like him. He's such a bright person, man. Such a good person, good heart. And and actually, believe it or not, he's the one who actually got me into playing guitar. I actually have a guitar in my house and um, I've been playing for the past, what, year and a half now. And you know, that that dude right there is just very talented. Not just with the whole music stuff, but football, man. Man's a, a straight bulldozer. Really, really hard to get by. He's very talented, very athletic on his feet. So, um, yeah, that that dude right there is, is another one you could consider the cowboy, I guess.
1: So a lot of cowboys on this team is what I'm kind of getting the feeling here. Now, when I talked to Kobe, talked to him a little bit about NIL, name, image, likeness. Also talk to him about Will Ulmer. He's going to go out and make some music. He's actually going to be able to perform and make music under the name Will Ulmer. And he's going to be able to get paid for that. And so you heard Kobe talk about music and how Omer has has got him going and inspired him. and, And now Kobe is into music a lot more, making music, performing. Could Kobe and Will pair up to form a band? It's a possibility.
0: Oh man, that's a tough one because you know we got a we got quite a few guys on this team that are actually like really into music. Like I'm really big into music. I listen to different genres of music. So I, li- I listen to rock music. Come on now, like you don't you don't hear that a lot, especially if people like me. You don't hear that a lot. Um, um, one of my other homeboys, Devin Miller, uh, tight end. He when I tell you talented at rapping. Very very talented. Not I'm just rapping, just singing too. Like we we make uh make some music at, at his little studio. It's a uh, it's pretty pretty cool, I guess. Uh, we've talked like oh man, maybe we should make some uh we should have Will play the guitar and do some uh some some covers over over some songs and we just some, make some music. So like probably in the near future we'll have to get back on that.
1: So. We'll find out soon what the band's name will be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press on that. That's not going away. That's going to come back up soon. Now, it's been a long journey, let's be honest. Last year, COVID-19, the pandemic, everything that you had to go through, going to a new situation after a pandemic with Doc Holliday no longer being the head coach of the team, Charles Huff being named the coach of the team and going through a new process. So it's been an interesting journey. And Kobe talked about what the journey's been like to this point.
0: Last year, in 2020, uh, you know, obviously the first couple months weren't as bad. Like, it was normal. And then once COVID hit, that was just – it was it was crazy. Like, we, we, we had to deal with coming back and, and having to take protocol, wearing masks, getting our temperatures checked – don't even get me wrong, like, I don't mind the temperature checks at all, but the worst thing was getting my nose plucked every week, three times a week. By far the most excruciating pain. And and then plus uh, players, like teammates, having to deal with contact tracing and stuff. And that 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 made it really hard, really, really hard, especially going into games because, what, quite a few games we've had important players missing because of covid and they had to quarantine so you know just to be back in 2021 a brand new year brand new start new coaching staff all this it's great people getting vaccinated people people actually come to the games 100 capacity because i know how much martial football means to the people here in huntington and to have that happen again and just to come back to these games it's gonna make a big difference a big difference in our performance
1: that's Kobe Cumberlander. Good talking to him. Coming up next week, we'll have more from our in-person interviews from earlier in the week. That's coming up next week, but uh, you can look forward to Grant Wells, among some of the interviews you're going to hear next week. So just kind of a preview of what next week looks like. But that's Kobe Cumberlander. When we continue, I'm going to catch up with the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. He's on the road recruiting. We're going to talk to him about some things happening in the department, in the program. He's my guest when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: You know, it's been a hard few days to get a hold of this guy. He is out grinding as we speak. The head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper, joins me now. And, I mean, you're a hard man to get a hold of. You're everywhere. You're, what, on the road again, today, Chicago area, you, the, the travel it's just nonstop for you
2: well it's been, to be honest it was it was stopped for about sixteen months there, and we're, we are we are officially back, and today marks day four of a little seven day live recruiting period for us, and we've got staff members kind of all over the Midwest right now. We've got two in Indianapolis, um, Jenna Burdett brand-new hire Rudy Evans, and then myself and Lexi Barrier are on the road to uh, to Chicago right now. So um, it's been a productive first couple of days, and um, I think we're, as you know, staff is pretty new, so we're in the process of learning each other. But um, we're out seeing, seeing some kids and excited about, you know, the recruits that are on the board right now and who we're chasing. So that's what we're doing
1: has it been a easy transition to get back to being able to get on the road and do this once again because as you just mentioned it's been a long time since you've been able to physically get in a vehicle and just go somewhere
2: yeah it to be honest it was a little bit um it's been fine but it's it's different you know i mean that that was a long period of not being in this mode you know so i i think uh just getting back into it and um you know, the ease to travel. and th- these, these periods are not easy on the players. You know, I'm sure there's some people listening that have, you know, maybe daughters, granddaughters, that kind of thing that's playing this circuit. But I mean, you basically, you go for a week straight, they play two games every day. Um, you know, we as coaches, we usually are in the gym. Um, today's kind of a travel day. There's another event up in Chicago that kind of have three-day events on the front end. You have a travel day and really small one-day events on today and then there's three-day events on the back end but um you know we hit the gym about nine in the morning and you usually don't walk out of there till 10 or so at night and that's a long day um doesn't matter if you're in it and used to it or not so um but it's still uh one of those things i get to, i get to do that for a living so we're pretty pretty fortunate pretty blessed and i know our staff's not excited to be to be watching players
1: Tony Kemper, my guest, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. You've got that going on. You've been busy behind the scenes as well. The conference also releases the conference portion of the schedule, and I'm sure you've had a chance to to kind of really think about it. It mirrors the men's schedule. We're back to that format. How do you feel going into this? Are you happy to be able to get back to that style of schedule in conference play? Yeah, so,
2: yes, yeah, is the quick answer. I, I think that but it, it does have a – there's a difference right now. And we, we sort of uh, – we picked a true mirror schedule um, in the little women's pod. And then with some pushing and massaging, we have gone to – this is full-on division now in Conference USA. And so there's an East Division and a West Division. Um, we are playing – so the East Division is the, the Florida schools, um, ODU, Charlotte, us, Western Kentucky, and then Middle Tennessee, and then the West Division is everybody else, and so you know, we've really, that's, that's a big difference in what we're doing, so um, we're going to play everybody on our side that I just went through twice, and we play everybody but Texas San Antonio on the other side once, so it's going to be a, uh, it's back the mirroring, which is honestly, the best way to do things in this league. Um, I've been in it now for, this is the start of my 10th year. Um, and that's the best way to do it. But it also has that division component in it. And I, I think long-term, that's going to be really good. Um, I think it leads to excitement down the stretch, um, trying to battle for seats and things like that. Um, and I know in women's basketball, I think, I think the good thing is our, we are in the power side of this league. You know, you look at, in, in our sport, women's basketball, the, the tradition and the programs that are established on our side. Old Dominion has a national championship. Middle Tennessee, um, fantastic. Charlotte is is always good at women's basketball. And, um, Western Kentucky lately has been tremendous. So you kind of look at where the power is, and I, I know uh, it's going to take us continuing to take steps forward, um, you know, especially in the side of the league that we're in. So um, I know our players are looking forward to that challenge. Our, our new staff is, too. So um, excited about that. It is kind of looks the same on paper, but it's a little bit different because of that division situation.
1: Tony Kimper, my guest, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. You mentioned new staff a couple of days ago. You, you sent out the release that Rudy Evans has been named director of operations for your squad talk a little bit about Rudy and what does Rudy bring to the program?
2: Well, Rudy has a really, he's got a really unique background. Um, one that's a little bit similar to mine. Um, he We got him from the men's side. He was working at Notre Dame College, which is the division two up in Cleveland. Um, and he's been, his first coaching job was was on the women's side at Maria College where he played um, in Kentucky. And then he's actually worked with, uh, he's worked with the best, AU hey, program in the state of Kentucky, which is the Kentucky Premier. And so he's got some, uh, he's got some recruiting ties to women's basketball, but he's been on the men's side for a while. And, um, anybody that's around Rudy and the first time you meet him, Rudy's a big personality and got always a smile on his face. Um, you know, you and I talked about Coach Lexi's lingo. And, you know, when you put Coach Lexi and Rudy in the same room together, I learn a lot about, um, you know how the young generation talks, so I, I'm really excited about him. I, I think our I, I know I don't think I know our our players going to love him, um, and I think we've done a good job of putting together a group of people that's really going to connect well with with the team that we have and also recruits. And uh, you know he's he's a little bit more on the the operation side, um, meaning he's going to organize us a little bit, um, but I also know he's going to help with uh you know the basketball side of it too because he can you know so whatever he can do underneath the rules to help um with that he will absolutely do and be a big part of that too
1: i'm kind of curious do they have maybe a, a cheat sheet for you with a little bit of uh, their lexicon so you know what they're talking about or are you just required to learn it on the fly
2: well we have a group chat you know so we we the staff is on a group chat and uh so right now what what i learned about coach Rudy, he, he sends me the names of players and then he puts a he assigns a an animal emoji to the player. And so we have we have kind of a we have a pecking order uh, and he gave me that. A gorilla is the top of the it's the top of the food chain. If you're a gorilla, that means that we want you. And so it took me a little bit to figure that out. You know, I had to send him back Is a gorilla good? And he said, that's the best you could be. So, you know, that means you're skilled. That means you can shoot, dribble pass, shoot, and you also get after people. And uh, so anyway, it's just stuff like that. It's nonstop. And I'm like, what does this mean? So I, I, in my, you know, old man voice back in my text message, I say, what does that mean? And then they explain it to me.
1: So a gorilla is the apex. It's the best animal. It's the top. According to Rudy. According yes. to Rudy, okay. So,
2: Gorilla gorilla is the best. Dogs are good, too. So okay, because cause dogs, right? so dogs will hunt, right? Because dogs will hunt. I think that's right. I think there's some aggressiveness with the dog and some stuff like that, but a gorilla is the king of the jungle. So I don't know if that's true. I don't know anything about animals. Very little about animals, but that's what he said. So well, I've— I've adjusted to it, and now I can do the same thing. I can send emojis, gorilla. That's a gorilla. Let's go get her.
1: What about swan? Where does swan rank in the animal kingdom, according to Rudy?
2: Uh, we'll have to talk about that.
1: Okay, fair. I, Just so remember, I'll uh, swans have been where, in,
2: that, where that is on the spectrum.
1: Yeah, swans have been involved in, um, well, they have murdered people before in England. I know that much, so be careful.
2: I feel like they're pretty on the outside. They also can they can get after you pretty good.
1: Yeah, they do. So. I mean, they're pretty versatile. So there, learned, there I, might
2: be a, there might be a role for a swan.
1: Okay, there. I just don't know what it is yet. So we'll have to work it out. All right, I can't wait to find out what this is going to be. Tony Kemper, my guest, head coach of the Marshall basketball team, the ladies right, got the conference USA slate, non conference schedule. When can we expect that? And there is there anybody on that schedule that you can talk about now, or are we just going to have to wait?
2: Well, we probably should wait. I, I, it's close to being done. Um, you know, there's there's some there's some good games on there that I'm excited about. I think it's a tu- I think it's a very tough schedule. Um, that uh, we have one game left to get, and we're kind of working on getting contracts back in. It's always a slower process than you want it to be. You kind of get to a point where everybody's on the same page verbally, and then everybody's got to sign and get it together. And so we're in the middle of that process. But I, I think. Uh, you know, I definitely think by the end of this month we'll have it together and, and ready to get out. And uh, we get our team back on on uh, Tuesday, I guess. Everybody will be in town except Sofia Lanos who comes to us from Spain. She's going to get here around August first, um, and I'm excited about that. I think we got a good group uh, coming in there. I think they've worked hard this summer, and I know they're going to work hard for five weeks here before they start school.
1: My guest, Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, you've got sort of an international flavor going on right now and you've got some international hardware to talk about.
2: Yeah, yeah, so Yonko Popovich, he was GA for us last year. Um, he's probably one of the oldest GAs in the country. He's kind of one of those, you know, football sometimes they get a GA um, that maybe it was like the head coach at Tennessee at some point in time, and now he GAs at Alabama. Yonko's um, a little bit um, he's got a lot of coaching experience, and he has been with the Serbian national team since the spring. Um, the the women's Serbian national team in the spring, getting her, them ready for the Euros, uh, the European Championships, and then the Olympics. And if you uh, the quick basketball version of Serbia is, you know, they're, it's really good. Um, not Luka Doncic, the guy for uh, Jokic. For, for the Nuggets, he's Serbian, um, but their women's basketball program is really good. They were either silver or bronze in the last Olympics, um, and working with them, getting ready for those those two two big tournaments. They actually just won the European Championships, so they had a really cool parade in the capital, Belgrade, where where Janko's from, and he was up on stage there, seeing that. So. Um, you know, that's a really neat thing for our program that that I enjoy talking about that, um, you know, kind of at all levels of our staff, we, we've we got some really unique experiences to help, um, you know, make you a better player. And, um, our, our girls love him. And, um, you know, obviously he's had a great summer um, doing something that maybe we don't even anticipate or that kind of opportunity is hard to have over here. And he's able to do that when he goes home.
1: Tony Kemper, my guest head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, back on the road finally grinding and uh, have fun. I know it's, a, it's been a long time since you've been able to do this. Have fun out there if you can.
2: We're having a good time, and we are also look, We got a little weekend, and then we're, we're ready to be back in Huntington work. So I appreciate you having me on. It's good to talk women's basketball.
1: Tony Kemper, my guest head coach of the Marshall Women's Basketball Team. will come back and we will get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Final segment of today's edition of the drive. Our phone lines this hour, brought to you by White Ball at 877 420, Tonk 877 420 8255. White Ball Heart Center, it is made here. You know, the Stanley Cup final is over in game five, attracted 3.6 million viewers on NBC. That is television and streaming, but that is down from the $5.5 million for Blues Bruins two years ago in early June. That is up from $2.7 million for Game 5 last year. That was in September. High mark here last few years. Caps, Golden Knights, Game 5, Clencher in 2018, $6.7 million. However, the five-game Lightning-Canadian Stanley Cup final averaged only 2.5 million viewers across NBC and NBC Sports Network. Now, if you look at the 2.1 million for the uh, Bolt Stars series in fall of 2020 due to the COVID delay, this year is the least-watched cup final since Ducks Senators on NBC versus in 2007, that attracted $1.8 million. That's why this league is going to ESPN. You're going to ESPN. You're going to TBS and Turner Sports because you are going to get a lot more promotion. You're going to get better promotion. You're going to be on ESPN. You're going to be talked about, and you're going to actually probably attract more people because if ESPN's talking about it, it's going to generate interest. Speaking of reasons why you want to be on ESPN, it's because of what ESPN can do for you. ESPN announcing a deal with the Big West yesterday. We really didn't get a chance to get into that. 600-plus men's and women's events per year on ESPN+. Plus. That's a pretty good deal. Men's semifinals and title game of the Big West basketball tournament on an ESPN TV channel. Note, not a streaming channel, And L. An ESPN TV channel. Also, nine regular season events, including five men's basketball games on an ESPN TV channel. So you're getting a lot of streaming. You're getting some regular season events. And you're getting your semifinals and title game of your basketball tournament on ESPN. That's a good place to be right now. It's not significant as far as your actual television exposure, but you're going to be on ESPN Plus a lot. That means if you're an ESPN property, ESPN's going to talk about you. That's the key. If you're on ESPN, you're going to be talked about on ESPN. The biggest thing going on during SportsCenter usually is what just happened on ESPN. Now, not to say that ESPN and SportsCenter is going to lead off with a Big West event, but stranger things have happened. It's a big deal there. Hopefully, Conference USA can eventually work its way to more of a presence on ESPN. The streaming wars are going to continue. Apple TV's thrown its name in the ring for a shot at the NFL Sunday ticket, or at least a piece of that action, and that's going to be big. As I mentioned, the NHL going to... ESPN. That means the out-of-market package is going to be on ESPN+. Plus, and that means a lot more people are going to be exposed to ESPN hockey. They were streaming a few games a night on Plus. Now they're going to stream a lot more. You're going to see every game you possibly can can handle on ESPN, a Turner Property, Hulu, ESPN+, Plus. same thing here for the Big West. I, I hope Conference USA can get some of this action. I would take more streaming to guarantee more spots on ESPN TV. And again, I'm not saying we go down the road of maxion just yet. Don't go down the maxion road just yet. But, hey, what if Marshall had to play on Friday nights a few more times? What if Marshall had to play on Friday nights a few more times to get a couple of primetime games? Would you be opposed to it? I'm sure that's going to be a, a topic that some of you say, yes, I'm opposed to it. And some of you are going to say, no, I like it. I'm not saying Tuesday and Wednesday night football here. I'm not saying that. But they seem to like it in the MAC. They really do. But then again, the MAC is, of course, the MAC when it comes to football. It, it beats to its own drum. I mean, it really does. It, it, it does its own thing as a, a league. Good deal there. Back on Monday, we're going to do it all over again. Uh, we're going to have plenty more interviews for you. Uh, we're going to have, of course, Grant Wells among them as uh, in-person interviews were happening again at Marshall yesterday. So we're going to have a few more interviews from that later next week. Looking forward to that with you. Uh, we got the TBT. That's going to fire up here real soon. I'm excited about that. Heard that. Best Virginia anchoring the... Let's just say those two teams are going to be the biggest draws in the Charleston Regional. So you're hoping if you're the TBT those two teams make it pretty far and if that's the case, you know, you're going to have a good showing in Charleston for this basketball tournament. Coliseum's a pretty good place. Charleston Civic Center Coliseum is a pretty good place to watch a basketball game. Yeah. You know, the Inside Arena could probably use a little bit more of a renovation the way that the outside and the conference area did. I don't know if that's in the works anytime soon, but from a tournament standpoint, a place like the uh, Charleston Civic Center Coliseum, is that even what they call it anymore? I haven't been up there in a couple of years, ever since they remodeled and renovated. I haven't had a chance to take advantage of that just yet. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be back on Monday. Do it all over again. Don't forget, you can find me on social media at Paul Swan. Also on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. And the podcast, of course. Always the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That's doing it for this Friday, July 9th. I'm Paul Swan. And this has been ESPN 94.1 and AM 930's presentation of The Drive.